Hog Radio, coming at you live from around the globe, with the three biggest Redskins fans in the world, Aaron Allen, Josh Allen, and Jonathan Adams. This is the game in our words, not theirs. Hail to the Redskins. John Adams! What's up, yo? How's it going? Going good after that win the other night. I'll tell you what, though, that was the first Redskins win against the Eagles in, uh, I think, eight games. Seven or eight games, yeah. Something like that. All right, dude, first things first, who's your game ball go to? Well, I have two game balls, actually, for this, for this uh, wonderful victory. First one goes to BFF number one, that's Big Fat Fatty, Eric Dockery for his heads-up play and hustle to run down the field and fall on that fumble after Chris Cooley got hit hard on the seven or eight-yard line. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, we can usually count on Dockery for at least one holding penalty a game for the last which, two years. Which he did have. What is he, like 330 pounds or something? Something like that, 6'6", 330, I think. He did, but he made up for it. Where did he come from? Why was he 30 yards down the field? That's the muscle, man. And how did he get there so fast? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't believe that the field wasn't shaking with him running down the field that hard. Yeah, we'll have to give him one for that. Yeah, definitely. So who's your other one going to? Pretty funny, man. That was nice. Like, he only told his receiver. He didn't tell anyone on the offensive line he was going to do it. Yeah, man. He looked like a true pro bowler on that one. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think I'm going to have to give my uh, game ball to the man, LeVar Arrington. Oh, yeah. Played outstanding. Darted through there to make that tackle to to keep him at um, third and long instead of third and one down there when they were trying to run down the clock. I think that was a key play. Pretty sweet, man. Yep. He's back and he's bad. He is. Did you hear what they? I thought it was good to see that he uh, he's realized all the stuff that the coaches have been doing to try to make him a better football player. He's, he's come to realize that now, and I'd be scared to be on the opposite side of the field from him. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I was getting worried that they were going to lose him last year, but or next year. But after that, those comments, it sounds like he might be there to stay. Absolutely. I hope so. Because he kicks some butt. Um, all right, let's move on here. Brunel, he played pretty good. Brunel played pretty good. He didn't have any touchdowns, no interceptions. And I don't think um, he fumbled, did he? He had the one fumble down in the red zone where he, he dropped back to pass and the ball got knocked out. And that, that big lineman guy picked up the ball. And, oh, yeah, Clint Porter came darting out of nowhere to tackle him. Oh, yeah, that's another that's huge play. I think two of the biggest defensive plays, besides that one I talked about with Arrington, were from uh, Clinton Portis and your dog, Derek Dockery. Because Clinton Portis saved a touchdown there. Absolutely. Yes, he did. I mean, he came dark. It was another one. almost just like Dockery. He just came running out of nowhere. You're like, how did he get back in the play so fast? I know, dude. Tough play. 
Okay, let's move on to the next segment, which is the opposite of the game ball. It's the, uh, I don't know, what, the kick in the butt award. <laughs> the kick in the ball award. Who's it going to go to? <laughs> Let me see. Well, I think the obvious choice is McNabb, but I'm going to go with Lito Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> go with Lito for tackling um, David Patton back at the one-yard line on a pass that was nowhere near catchable in the first place. All right, dude. Well, you know who I'm going to have to go with here. This is gonna this is gonna jar something in your mind, Uh-oh. Mr. Ole bullshit. Well, Harris, <laughs> Mr. Go ahead on. I'm not gonna tackle you. He missed like five tackles, dude. He did. He was he was he was like the new Daryl Pounds. He might as well have worn number 31 in that game. <laughs> or sharp or dice. <laughs> sharp or dice. Oh, harken back to the horrible Indians of the past. Sharp or dice. Daryl Pounds. Daryl fucking Pounds. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. Dude, all I know is I haven't I haven't even had a chance to look forward to next week. What do you think about the game? Well, they're playing in Tampa Bay, so I think that can always be a difficult game. With that but, ship a rocking. Yeah, it's gonna be no firing shit out of the pirate ship and you know all that stuff. But uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Chris Sims to produce much offense for the Bucks. Who the heck's Chris Sims? Is that like Phil Sims' son? Yeah, it is. Is it really? He's, he's like the second or third quarterback they've had this year. That's funny, dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what are the Bucks like? Six and six and one or something like that? Six and two because they just lost to uh, who did they lose to last week? I don't know. They just lost. They got beat handily. All I know is last week after that Giants debacle, I didn't really pay attention to any other football. And I wasn't really pumped. I didn't start getting pumped again until around Saturday for the game. Yeah, that's the same way. When you have such a debacle as that, as that horrible game in, up in the Meadowlands, you just kind of want to stay away from it for a few days and, and cool down. All right, John. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on Harry Hog Radio. Absolutely. Hail right. to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Down. Go. Coming to you from the heart of Carolina Panthers country, which we all know used to be Washington Redskins country. As far as I'm still concerned, it still is. So, uh, Josh, what did you think about that game the other night? Man, you know, i got to admit, at the beginning of the game, I was a little concerned when we didn't get on the board first. I thought, oh, no, here it comes after last week's massacre. But, you know... Once we started stepping up, we started getting in sync. It seemed like uh, seemed like we really had the rhythm going. Um, I, I just thought we uh, I thought we played really well. Uh, so once we got on the board, the momentum was there, and we just kept going with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, uh, Brunel, like he threw that first pass like over the guy's head, and I was like, "Oh, great, here we go again." Right. And then um, the Eagles got that first touchdown, and I got a little bit scared of that, about that, too. So, And then we only answered with three after that, and it was like, uh-oh. Well, at least we got on the board. At least they had to feel good about that. And, uh, I don't know. After that, though, everything, the rhythm kind of kind of seemed to start, everybody started sort of getting into rhythm together. Yep. All right, Josh, so uh, who are your game balls going to? Let's see. i got to say, with the exception of the aforementioned, I gotta give a game ball to Mark Brunel. I think he has really stepped up and, 
and is I honestly believe that if he keeps going like he's going, he is he is a Pro Bowl contender. And that was something that I did not expect coming into the season. Well, I didn't even expect him to play coming into the season. But then Ramsey, exactly. it was like they they uh, swapped from what happened last year. Exactly. And did you and do you always notice the look on Patrick Ramsey's face when you see him on the sidelines? Yeah, he always looks pissed off. He always just looks like he's he's defeated. Like, you know, he's he's failed. You know, I just can't see him, even as a backup, I can't see him lasting long for the Redskins. But uh, that's getting off the subject. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I see him maybe as a backup for another year as they work uh, Campbell into the scheme. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, by that time, I think Brunel, Brunel's probably got a couple good years. But, uh, you know, it was like after last year with his hurt legs and everything, he, he just seemed like he was, you know, he had like that dead arm. And, uh, and and now he just seems to really be in, in stepping up in the sink. I, I think he's doing really well. So I give one of the game balls goes to him. Okay. Do you have another one? I got to give another one to my man, LeVar Arrington. <laughs> I think that, that uh, Mr. Williams over there has got to be asking himself, why haven't we worked LeVar? We've heard, we've heard all this stuff, you know. At first it was, oh, he's still injured, he's hurt. Then it was, you know, well, he's saying he's healthy, and then they're not, he's not working in the scheme and all this stuff. He's not working hard in practice. Uh, you just got to look at the plays that he makes, the kind of big plays that he makes. When he made that sack on Donovan McNabb, just shot through that hole, and bam, it was like, that is classic Lamar Arrington, and I think... Actually, actually he tackled the run back. I think we might have one, maybe two more wins on the board if we had that happening on the defense. i got to give LeVar a game ball for coming back with the classic LeVar attitude, everything that embodies a Redskin. That's LeVar Arrington. Um, I don't know if you heard the comments coming in from last night, but Arring- or last week, but Arrington actually said that um, he agreed with the uh, coaches. <clears throat> and that after he watched himself on film, he realized he wasn't playing like he used to. And uh, last week he he had to relearn how to run and tackle and all that stuff. So I think he's going to be there for a while. When originally it sounded like he was going to try to get out of Washington. Well, I don't know. I think maybe that was more hype than anything else. You know, everybody's saying, well, he's got to get out. You know, but then with salary cap issues and all of that, he's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard. He's going to be sitting there a while. He was have to bench him. I, I, I think, you know, if he if he realizes that himself, great. Um, and that that takes a big man. And that's another reason to give the guy a game ball. I mean, he's coming back. He's he's starting to show what he used to. You know, multiple Pro Bowls. It's like uh, uh, he he's going to uh, he's going to be the greatness that he once was. And I think he's got a good long term uh, stay with the Redskins um, if he continues on the path that he's on, and if they can continue to all work together. Um, I, I just think he's going to be awesome again. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I gave one of my game balls to uh, LeVar Arrington as well. Um, I was talking to John Adams. He had some interesting uh, interesting balls that he gave out. One of them he gave to our, you know, the, the guy that we normally talk bad about and give the kick in the balls to, and that was Derek Dockery for uh, falling on that fumble that Chris Cooley had. John gave him the game ball. Wow. He gave him one, and uh, I forget who else he gave one, but it was pretty interesting. But anyway, what about 
You're kicking the balls. Let's see. My kicking the balls. My kicking the balls, I believe, has to go to... Those years were on the Colts, though, and you know about their defense until this year. The dude is 32 years old. He's Mississippi State University, 10 years in the NFL, and he's missing tackles like it's his first day on the job. Yeah, I think they should just put Carlos Rogers in. I don't understand why Walt Harris continued to play that game after missing so many tackles. In my opinion, that was, uh, he should have been yanked out of there. Yeah, I have to agree with you. He almost gave the game away a couple times. Yep. I, you know, the kick in the balls definitely has to go to Walt Harris. Yep. Have you put any thought into next week's game at uh, Tampa Bay? Well, all I can, all I can, uh, honestly, no. I haven't had much time to think about it. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm actually heading, uh, heading out tomorrow. I'm heading to Florida tomorrow. going to be in Orlando. Um and uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just hope that, uh, that we stay in the rhythm that we had, you know, basically uh, the second through the fourth quarter of this last week's game and that uh, we continue on with that momentum. I think we got a lot of players are starting to click and play well together. You know, if we can, uh, if we can, if we can do that, I think we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be okay. I'd have to agree with you, Josh. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. That's about all the time we have for this week's episode of Harry Hog Football. We'll talk to you next week after the game when you get back from Florida. All right. And, uh, all right. Every, every, everybody hang in there and, you know, hail Redskins. All right, hail to the Redskins. Talk to you later. Take it easy. All right, bye. bye. Okay, so uh, there we have it. Another episode of Harry Hog Football down in the books. We'll talk to you next week on our podcast. Um, and hail to the Redskins, and good night.